Welcome to The Art of Badassery, where I explore what it takes to live life on your own terms, break free from the status quo, and unleash your inner badass. Whether you're a rebel at heart or simply seeking inspiration to step outside your comfort zone, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Mahara Wayman, and each week I dive into the stories, insights, and strategies of those who have mastered the art of badassery and are living life to the fullest. They smile when no one is looking. Hey everyone, in this episode, I sit down with Anna Campbell, owner and founder of Reclaim Your Lane, to discuss the importance of personal growth, setting boundaries, and finding one's superpower. Anna shares her journey of self-reflection and how it led her to discover her unique strength as a listener and a coach. We also dive into being true to oneself and the definition of badassery. Don't miss out on Anna's insights and advice on how to live authentically and prioritize personal growth, especially in the career space. For more tips on career navigation, check out Reclaim Your Lane with Anna Campbell. Don't forget to hit that follow button for more inspiration and guidance. Welcome to the podcast, where we talk to inspiring individuals who have forged their paths in life and are dedicated to helping others do the same. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Anna Campbell, a career consultant, coach, and the founder of Reclaim Your Lane. Anna firmly believes that we all have the power to create the life and career we want by breaking free from the expectations, fears, and the excuses that hold us back. In this episode, Anna shares her personal journey of reclaiming her lane and provides insights and practical tips to help you do the same. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and empowered to take control of your own life. Here's Anna Campbell. Anna, welcome. Hi, I'm beyond excited to be here, Mahara. Hello. Hello, hello. So beyond excited, I love that. Uh, absolutely. I just, even as you're talking then, I'm just thinking how aligned what you do and what I do through Reclaim Your Lane is in terms of empowering others to take ownership and feel back in control of their lives. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today. Well, we, um, we're going to have fun today. Before we get into talking about your business, and by the way, that's a fabulous business name, Reclaim Your Lane. But before we get into that, would you mind telling a little bit about your story, where you're at, um, where you live, what you do, and and how you got there, so that our listeners have a little bit of a background on you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hello, anyone that's listening. Um, so, a little bit of background to me. So, my background has typically been working in um, the HR space, so human resources of lots of amazing global companies. Um, I've always been supporting people with their career and their professional development, just absolute love of mine to see people kind of reaching their potential. Um, and I suppose there was a real kind of turning point for me where I realized um, for my own sake, I wanted to kind of pivot in terms of what I was doing, but also a real moment of self-reflection um, and acknowledgement of my own strengths and badass skills if you will that I could bring to others um, which led me to create Reclaim Your Lane. So through Reclaim Your Lane 
I typically help people one-on-one navigate those tricky career crossroads that overwhelm and really move them out of feeling stuck into building a career on their own terms. So that's what I'm doing now alongside some of my HR work, also career consultancy. It's a pretty jam-packed and varied, but uh, yeah, my sole kind of mission and purpose is to empower others to feel back in control of their career, reclaim your lane, absolutely spot on Mahara in terms of you've got the understanding of what that means. So yeah, helping others reclaim their lane. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm super curious. When did you ever feel the need to do that. So can you think of a time in, in your career when you were, mm, I'm not quite sure what's going on here? Because often when I talk to guests on the show, there's a there's a moment when they have mm. to make a decision. And I'm curious what that moment was for you. Yeah. I think quite often, I mean, we were all in our careers, whatever type of career path we're on, we'll always have those moments of uncertainty and having to make a decision. But I think for a lot of us, we'll reach a point where it's actually a little bit deeper than that, where we start to really hold the mirror up to ourselves and think about, God, what is it that I actually want to do? The pandemic, for example, was a really confronting time for so many of us where, you know, work and life boundaries were blurred and we were really, you know, uh, faced with, gosh, isn't life short? Um, And so it triggered so many people to think about what is it I actually want from my career, from my life, what's fulfilling, etc. So I think there are lots of moments people have in terms of navigating decisions and and turning points in career. But I notice now for a lot of people, there are actually those deeper reasons and reflections. and I can tell you about my own if if that's if that's something you'd like to hear. Oh, hello. Yes, I would love to hear that. And <laughs> just I'm just going to preface this for our audience. You are not alone. So if you are in a career right now and you're questioning, or if you are thinking about changing careers, or if you are a stay-at-home mom, or wherever you are, and you have that that niggle of unhappiness or uncertainty, I want you to know that you're not alone. So yes, Anna, that is exactly what I'd love to hear from you because I'm sure there are people listening that can that can relate. So take us back. Mm-hmm. And just before I do, Mahara, that word you use, niggle, it's such a great word to describe that, knowing that intuitive sense that something needs to change. Um, and I think for me, so to take you back to the beginning, I have always had a particular, you know, I've grown up in a, uh, all Catholic girls school very kind of traditional trajectory in terms of you do the exams you go to university you then kind of get a grad job and then if you're lucky you get promoted more pay etc it felt very linear I could see I had to pick a career path etc um and I think when I hit well not think I know when I hit my 30s there was a real kind of um life a confronting life moment really where uh you know for any any women uh that are you know any females listening will certainly know when you reach that particular age comes a lot of societal pressure in terms of starting a family and settling down and having a being at a particular stage of your career and you know I realized there were not only just the traditional success measures in the career world in terms of where you should be should be um we'll come back to that um but also from kind of a life point of view as well. You know, family, settling down, have bought a house, all these things. 
Um, my kind of turning moment was I had been in London for about 10 years uh, with my now husband um, and we made the move up to Yorkshire, so uh, to the north of England, which is quite a big change for us. I moved cities. I didn't know anybody here. My family went here. My friends went here. Um, and it really just forced a moment of actually I didn't have a sense of belonging anymore. I felt a little bit displaced. Um, and it really kind of rocked me more than more than I thought. I really was thinking about actually what do what does my life currently look like? Um, you know the things that do matter to me, um, and career was also part of that. Um, so it was a really just unsettling time for lots of aspects of my life. Um, and I'd had basically a niggle that something needed to change in my career for a while, but the upheaval of everything in my life. Um, really compounded that now with everything going on um and all positive now by the way you know you go through these journeys and I'm in such an incredible place now um but it really forced me to think about uh gosh who am I anymore what do I want you know I've done these things where I've done the tick boxes but I'm not happy you know I've got the list the laundry list of house husband career friends etc um, but something was missing, something was out of alignment, wasn't clicking anymore. Um, so I sat with that for ages and actually it was a pretty lonely time for me because I felt, gosh, I should be so grateful and so there's lucky for everything. I, I just want to jump in here and say, there's that word again, should. Yeah. And people that know me know that that's a real trigger for me. So yeah. yes, we are going to come back to that. Yeah, I, you know, I should be grateful. I should be kind of... Uh, not wanting more or not wanting change you know what's wrong with me why am I not kind of satisfied or happy etc um, but this niggle just continued to grow in me but because I kept, kept that internal like held it very very close you know internally um, it actually started to affect how I felt and how I behaved with my husband my family my friends I started to distance myself I became disengaged at work demotivated all the things that I'm absolutely not it was very out of character for me um, and it took me a long time to really stop and notice that um, and there was one one moment just one Sunday where I felt like I couldn't really get up and get out of bed and it was just so unlike me it was a beautiful sunny day and I was just like I just can't um, and then I realized and just sat with myself and thought something has to change now this niggle is telling me, you know, my health, I didn't feel that great in myself, just, oh, everything. So honestly, it was a, it was just a real decision and commitment to just make a change. I didn't know what that change in action was going to be, but I just made that decision. Okay. How difficult was it to make that, the decision to courageously admit you needed to change? When... When push came to shove, the, the I want to say like pain of sitting where I was in that uncomfortable stage, the pain of the making the decision or the hardship of the decision was way easier than continuing to sit in that feeling that I was in. Does that make think, sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, and I love that you said that because that's actually a really great way to explain it. And it's it's a motivational concept that we use quite a bit in coaching which is 
you know, picture, you feel the pain of where you're at. Mm. Talk, and maybe sometimes we even rate it on a scale of one to 10. What's that feel like? And then yeah. picture the, the pain of making a change or making a motion or taking one step forward. And when you yeah. weigh that, when you weigh it, you're like, well, actually it's way harder to stay put. It's going to be yeah. easier to make that change. So congratulations on that. But I'm really curious now, what's the first thing you did? You've made, okay, you felt terrible and you've had that niggle that's been growing for months, maybe you finally wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to make a change. You said you didn't know what it was, but what did you end up doing? What mm. was the first change? Yeah, really good question. So the first thing I just was making the decision that I was drawing a line in the sand and very much facing forward. And it was a commitment I was making to myself. The second thing yeah. was, and it sounds really basic, but I just made some space for myself. I literally took a notepad and I went to the park and I just sat with these blank pages and thought, I just need to get down everything that's in my head and give myself the space to just digest everything because I've been distracting myself. I had been ignoring some of the feelings I've been having um, and just kind of putting excuses around it basically. So the second thing I did was just really give myself a space and empty my brain of everything that I thought was going on for me and really just got that down. Do you want me to carry on in terms of what I continued to do? Yeah. Anna, I'm waiting with bated breath. Oh, <laughs> the third thing you did. The third thing I did was I actually went and sought out some, um, I wasn't looking for journal prompts, but just some, you know what? I think I might have even Googled like feeling stuck. What do I do sort of thing? Um, and then I came across some amazing people like yourself, Mahara, who offer that just really simple but powerful questions to reflect and sit with and I was just like wow I haven't done any personal self-development for ever actually it's probably the truth I've spent my whole career in life helping others I haven't paused to give myself the time to reflect and really think about what it is I want and that was such an important moment so Google you know like help like where do I go how do I navigate some of this and came across some uh, amazing guidance like I say that I know you provide to your clients in terms of that kind of journaling question and it, and it really then just triggered and grew into a real personal development love that I had I read an amazing book which helped me identify my zone of genius uh, in this book called The Big Leap so it was about recognizing what I was great at, but also, but what is my zone of genius? Where am I meant to be? And that provided some real clarity for me. Clarity. You've got to, got to face, you've got to sit with yourself. You've got to ask yourself the tough questions. You've got to get that clarity first in terms of what it is you want. That's probably the first thing you have to do. There's no point running off, trying to go different directions and, you know, in the career space, applying for different jobs and doing all these things. When you're feeling so deeply that niggle, and that call for change, you've got to be really clear on what that is next. I love it. Um, and I love that you highlighted that so often women just go and we do yeah. and do and do for others and we ignore what it is that we need. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. I'm sure that there are many listeners that are nodding their heads going, oh my gosh, I've been there. Yeah, the career path or society tells us to be a certain way and do a certain thing. So I'm really curious, what was the, what was the reaction or the 
response of those around you when you went, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm mm -hmm. going on this journey. Did you notice anything change between, you know, you and your friends or your partner or your husband or your, or your coworkers when you decided to sort of brush yourself off and, and forge the new Anna? Yeah, massively. And I've got some real kind of different end of the scale reactions. But first of all, you know, I think sometimes you try and solve it all yourself in your own head and you forget that you've got people around you that kind of live and care for you and are there to kind of, you know, give you advice and give you their support. And so I, not that I couldn't believe, but, you know, when I discussed it with my husband and my family about what I wanted to do in terms of my new direction and which would eventually lead to kind of setting up my own business, the support was just incredible to the point where it made me think, why did I not? do this before why did I sit with this so long um and there have been moments on the other end of the scale where I've outgrown some people because of that personal development um people that perhaps haven't been so supportive not in a malicious way but just couldn't understand the direction or change that I was making in myself um but also my kind of choice of path so you know that that can happen at times but you realize that you know, those people played a part in your life for the right moment of time, but actually it's okay to outgrow some people. And then you find these, this whole group of new people you never knew existed that are there for you at this new time. And it's just, you know, incredible that you find new like-minded people and oh, it's just the opportunity and all those things that come with it. It's just amazing. So do it, whatever you're hesitating on, whatever you're thinking about, go for it. I promise you, you really won't regret it. All right. So let me just say, let me think if I can just recap here. Um, beautiful, happy upbringing, lots of friends, lots of family, went to, you know, went to a school, chose a career, went along the career path, started to feel a niggle of unhappiness or something, continued one day on a beautiful Sunday, realized I can't get out of bed and that's not me. You did get out of bed. You grabbed paper, pen, went to the local park and just did a brain dump really honoring what it was that you were thinking. And that was the beginning of your transformation. Then you went out and actively looked for support, asked questions. And by the way, those of you that know me know that I'm all about, I'm all about gaining clarity. And I love to ask a good question. So I actually teach my clients how to ask great questions of themselves. So I think that's really key, Anna, that you were willing to do that. Um, how long until you decided to, to start Reclaim Your Lane? I'm curious. Yeah. And and I think just when I'm hearing you reflect it back, Mahara, it makes me realize, and, and maybe this is something as like a learning for others, that it's just taking that first next step. You don't have to know everything that's going to come. But if you just take that first next step, like for me, picking that pen and paper up and committing to go and just trying to get that clarity, you know, it snowballs and you just don't worry about everything um ahead just that next step so yeah that's just something I wanted to call out from your recap there um well, before you go on I just want to add on to that because now you're making me think of something I firmly believe that when we take that next step we are sending a signal to the universe that we mean business mm -hmm. and I have this beautiful vision that when I do anything like that all of my spirit guides sit up and they're like oh thank god Mahara's paying attention oh good good we can help her on this next journey yeah. so that really brings me joy. It makes me kind of smile when I think about it. But I, I just wanted to share that with our listeners that really, Anna's right. It's not about knowing the, the whole thing. Because I'm just going to tell you this right now. The universe 
knows, always knows and has a better plan than anything that you or I could think of. So just think of the one step, do it, and everybody else is, is up to attention, right? Including actual friends and family. They're like, oh, wow, Anna wants that. Okay. Or, oh, geez, Mahara's doing that. I'm going to tell someone. So I just wanted to, to put that little bit in there that it, you're right. There's a reason why it's just the first step. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So again, I digress. When, how long till you started your business? So... That was me actually that digressed, apologies. You just said such a great thing, I had to jump on it. Um, so for me, I I then started to recognize, okay, some of my real strengths are creating the space for people and listening and really being able to kind of help guide people through the overwhelm. Um, you know, I invested in coaching, so I got myself a coach. Um, and that was a scary thing to do at the time. You know, it was uh, very early on in the pandemic. Um, it was a big financial investment. Um, it's something I'd never done for myself before. You know, invest money in yourself feels quite, you know, often you do it for the people, your family members, friends, you know, all the things for everybody else but yourself. Um, so I made that decision, discussed it with my husband, invested in a coach. And oh, I can tell you now it's the best thing I ever did having someone else guide you and give you help you gain that clarity and hold that mirror up. So I got myself a coach, um, got myself a business coach. So alongside this, I was doing my uh, qualifications to become a accredited coach. Um, and I just knew that I had some great skills to be able to help people navigate specifically their career. You know, I've been on this journey my whole life in terms of supporting people professionally I knew I had this gift of like listening and being able to guide others so I it just felt like a real natural fit for me and it wasn't even about oh I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to start a business it was just how can I help other people and the outlet of that is through a business so it wasn't being led by the business it was being felt led by the desire to help others and setting up my own business was the was the route to do that. I love that. This is a beautiful segue into my into a question that I ask most of my guests, which is, why are you badass? Oh, why am I badass? Do you know what? I'm going to totally own this because, and I think that's part of it. You've just got to, you've just got to, whatever decision you're making, you're owning it. You're kind of putting the blinkers on and you're just creating a life, career, whatever it might be, creating a path on your terms now. And I think that's what I've made the decision to do. I haven't followed necessarily now the status quo of how to do things. Um, and I've just created a life that works for me, my husband, the life that we want to build. And I'm not apologizing for that at all. And I'm just loving it. Um, so, yeah, just owning it, ditching the expectations, ditching the shoulds, no longer worrying about the things I should be doing. Finally got there in the end. Um, but I think that's probably what makes me badass. If I can, I just to, say yeah. that the minute you started to describe why you think you're badass or why you know you're badass, your face just lit. Your oh. energy just went through the roof, and I—it's lovely to watch. And it's—I mean—it's one of the reasons why I, I do these conversations and, and do the work that I do. Is it is so beautiful to see someone understand that they have it all already and yes it often needs a peeling away of things that we've learned things that we thought we should do or mm -hmm. things that we thought we should feel but when we can peel that all away 
um, and own our decisions, just like you said, unapologetically and stand up in front of the world and say, oh, this is who I am. This is what I believe in, or this is what I want to do. That's badassery at its best. And, and th so I love that you explained it that way. You mentioned that as a coach or as a career consultant, you know that you're really good at what you do. What is your superpower? Let's talk about that. Oh, I think, and you know what? I often think we people get a bit overwhelmed by a, uh, oh, what is my superpower? It has to be something really unique and um, that nobody else has. But you know what? So my superpower is creating a safe space for people to openly talk about whatever it is they want to talk about um, and really having that ability to listen and then respond, but not respond to solve, respond to really help um, prompt and challenge them further and really just delve a little bit deeper so that they can get that kind of clarity and things that they're looking for. So really it's listening and creating that space. And when you think about that really on a basic level, you know, listening, is that a superpower? And, um, you know, that's where I think people can talk themselves out of possibilities of what they could do with their life and career, career. but it's the way you do it as well. It's how you show up and what you bring to those kind of conversations for me is that space and having, bringing my personality and my openness and caring nature to create that space for somebody so that's what I would say my superpower is um, and I absolutely love seeing people make their own transformations so yeah not rocket science I'm not sending anyone to the moon on a you know piece of technology or anything like that but I'm super confident in what my superpower is and I know it's it's helping others I know it is too and I just want to say I see you and I'm so proud of you because it sounds easy, but really bringing, owning your, owning your energy and have it be an energy of love and growth and support and acceptance that takes, that's not always natural. Like it doesn't always come naturally. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's, you're right. It is a superpower to create an energy of such acceptance that people with the right support and questions will go oh my goodness I didn't know that about myself mm. right that is a superpower I love it I love it so when did you first realize that you had this gift because it is a gift I think thank you um do you know often I think when you reflect back once you start to identify what, what your superpower is you reflect back and be like oh yeah you realize you've probably been doing it your whole life in some way so you know, starting to think about what is it people come to me for? So I knew friends, family, people would recommend other friends come to me for a bit of support in their career and guidance, probably on the kind of very practical level, because I worked in the kind of hu human resources, careers type of space. Um, but I kept getting more and more people kind of say, oh, you should talk to Anna. She's great at giving advice and helping. And when I would have those conversations, people would uh, we'd go deeper than just a, how do I talk to my manager or how do I apply for that promotion and I got that really nice feedback and thanks for like gosh I you know realized I needed that conversation for so long or you know um, but even outside of the career space and I think about the role I play with friends I'm very much the mother hen 
type friend where people come to me to talk or to share or to kind of figure things out so there's there's seeds planted throughout your whole life you know roles have played in school and committees and things like that you just start to notice when you identify and reflect back that actually there's a thread through your whole life of what your superpower has been and when you recognize it like and start to nurture it that's when the good stuff comes yeah Yeah. I think it's Steve Jobs actually said something almost identical to that which is when you're in it you can't see it moving forward but when you reflect back on your life you can see all of the things that connected just like you said breadcrumbs um that's that's awesome I'm curious though because as you were describing it I went back and I was picturing you with your friends and hanging out was there ever a time where you were like annoyed part of you was pissed that people kept coming to you with their problems I'm just that just came up with me intuitively Mm. do you think has that ever been an experience yeah um no do you know honestly probably no no not really I think it's always just been the space where I felt wanted and needed and belonged you know that point that I mentioned very beginning about that slightly feeling lost and that sense of belonging missing you know that's where I felt I belonged um and where I was my best so no I've never actually I've never actually minded minded that at all I think it's really interesting that you have you know connected this recognition of where you belong where you feel good mm-hmm. and perhaps that's been your call and you you feel good about it because that's your calling mm. so I think it's yeah. it's really interesting and important for us to recognize when we are doing self-reflection you know one of the questions that I ask or that we both ask people is so what does that feel like mm. how does that feel because our emotions are so important on gauging where we're at and many of us squash our emotions down especially if we think of them as being negative um then we don't even want to deal with them but really what i'm hearing from you is listen to your emotions ask yourself questions you're very fortunate anna in that all along you it made you feel good um and luckily you ended up you know embracing it fully which by the way people is is that's part of being a badass is owning what you want and love and embracing it so yeah. uh, great example of that so I do have a question for you though sure. how would you describe Anna pre pre um personal development was she much different than the Anna today and if so how that's a very very good question you know I describe it as a little bit like I'm still who I am same person but just totally elevated to another level and almost like I'm thinking like that caterpillar butterfly sort of situation um yeah I think I mean my values who I am at the core that hasn't changed but I just I'm so attuned to it now and I just feel like um I just feel like I'm thriving in this uh I, I want to say improved version of me this it's not a new version it's just this it's just growth it's just this elevated version of me but where I'm just totally owning it now and knowing firmly who I am I think part of my previous um issues 
not even issues, something I'm really aware of was my tendency to people please. So I'd almost fit myself around what other people would expect and into different kind of boxes. And, you know, to some degree, I'm still very much like a concerned what some people think at times, but now it's much further down the list. I'm not led by that. Um, so I think I'm just an elevated version of myself who I'm focusing on pleasing myself and not kind of prioritizing others and what others need and want before my own because actually when I do that when I put myself first I'm the best version of myself in every aspect of my life so yeah I'd summarize it with that I'm the best version of myself right now okay I'm getting the chills I love the way that you explain that and I'm going to swing it connect it back to something you said earlier which was all around setting boundaries Mm. and I know that there are listeners out there and I include myself in that that have had times in my life where I really struggled to set a clear boundary. And now you, you're confirmed an admitted people pleaser from before. How does it feel when you set a boundary today? Is it difficult or does it come a little bit easier? Mm. It's still difficult. And I think it's just a constant learning and adapting because the truth is, you know, you you do have other people in your life and you do have priorities that don't always put you at the center. Um, But I think it's just constantly reflecting and adapting on what went well about this particular day. What could have done, what could I have done better or protected to get a different type of result at the end of the day? You know, if you're getting home on a Friday at the end of such a busy week at work and you're just drained and exhausted and you're going into the weekend with your family with nothing left to give, you know, reflect, like pause and think, what could I have done differently? Time boundaries, you know, what, whatever it might be, um, you know, boundaries with other things in terms of getting your good sleep and your um, eating right and all those things. Um, what could you put in place to protect, protect who you want to become, who you're becoming? Mm-hmm. Because until, <laughs> until you do, you're not going to become that person. Um. That's beautiful and very powerful. Protect the person that you are becoming. And wow, that I love that. I think I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Maybe on business cards. But what it comes down to, and I love that you're bringing this up, Anna, is we cannot ask the world to see us if we do not see ourselves first. So, you know, tell the world your worth by first acknowledging it. And it sounds like you had that, you had that epiphany that Sunday where you really acknowledged who you were and what was working and perhaps what wasn't. So setting boundaries is definitely a component, I think, of being badass. And, you know, I think a really great way of thinking of setting boundaries is it's actually a gift because you are gifting not only for yourself, but for the world or your partner or your boss Mm -hmm you are telling them exactly what to do to make you happy, right? I'm sorry, I don't take calls after nine o'clock at night. And if you call me, if you don't do that, then I'll be happy with you, right? Uh, You'll be happy and I'll be happy. So it's a slightly different way of looking at setting a boundary. Yeah. For me, for years, I didn't want to do that. Like you, I just wanted to, I didn't want to rock the boat. I don't, I may not have wanted Mm, to do something, but I would do it, especially at work. But when- When we're able to say, actually, this doesn't work for me, typically the other person is like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Oh, my goodness, I didn't know. Thank you for telling me. 
So I love that you brought up setting boundaries. Is there anything else that you think really um, epitomizes your growth and your feeling of being badass? Mm. Good question. I think one thing that really stands out to me is catch yourself on comparison. Because I think at times when you when you are wanting something more or different or you're feeling like that niggle for change, the worst thing you can do is go and see what everybody else is doing. Because then you fall down this rabbit hole or, you know, social media can be a, a tricky one for that when you say, gosh, they're living this type of life, have this type of job, have this kind of experiences. And I'm, you know, you fall down this rabbit hole of comparison. So really bring yourself uh, create that space that protection around you really at that point where you are navigating and trying to seek that clarity drown out all the things that could become a distraction in that kind of comparison that that type of space so really kind of create boundaries around yourself to give you the best possible chance to get that clarity um, that would be the first thing that I would say is kind of a piece of advice Second thing is, again, it sounds really minor, but take pen to paper because often things spin around in our mind and they sound great, but then suddenly you've got to go and do the big shop and you've got to pay the mortgage and all the life things that kind of fill your brain. The minute you put pen to paper is a minute you are really making that commitment to starting that action. It's something about really kind of getting it out and putting it onto paper, making it reality, I guess, is the first thing. Um, so take pen to paper and just, you know, you can, I mean, I know you've got some great resources, Mahara, and, um, the, you know, there's some great things online now that you can get access to that are just really simple questions to help you reflect um, and give yourself the opportunity to start to learn a little bit more about yourself. You know, very simple day to day things. What went well today? What did I do really well today? And if you answer that question every single day for a couple of months, what did I do really well today? You'll very quickly see a pattern of where your badassery lies. Um, so there are kind of a couple of practical tips. Um, is that along the lines of what you wanted? I love it. Well, yeah, because, you know, I say this all the time is my definition of badassery isn't necessarily yours. And so for everybody listening, there is no right or wrong. It's not a checklist. I think Anna actually mentioned that earlier. It's not a case of, of checking off list. It really is, in my opinion, humble opinion, a case of authenticity. Mm. Like, who are you really? I know that many of us have to put on, um, we feel like we need to put on a face for the corporate world, for example, or to leave the house. You know, we have different personas maybe. But I would encourage you to never let that totally cover up who you are because you're amazing, right? Inside, you're amazing. And your wants, your dreams, your desires, they matter. I so um, being, being badass is whatever it means to you. And it's whoever you are. It's just being yourself, right? It's just being authentic. And I love that, Anna, you've shared some of that journey with us today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking to Anna Campbell, uh, supreme badass in the career space. She is the owner and founder of Reclaim Your Lane. Her specialty is helping you understand and navigate your career choices. And she's an absolute delight. 
if you would like to learn more about Anna, just check the show notes afterwards or yeah, they'll be there all along. But Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. I've loved chatting with you as always and really appreciate the honesty that you've brought to this conversation. Um, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again. That's it for this episode, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to The Art of Badassery. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights to help unleash your inner badass. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave a rating or review on your favorite platform. Your feedback not only helps me improve the show, but it also helps others like yourself discover the podcast. Until next time, keep embracing your authenticity and living life on your terms. Here's to you. Thank you.